0: everybody, this is Wynn Claybaugh, and welcome to this issue of Masters. And at the last minute, we decided to kind of take a different approach with this issue simply because of what is happening on this planet, what is happening in our country uh, with the troops abroad in a war, in a dispute. And this issue is not about whether we are pro-war or anti-war. Basically, bottom line is that we have some troops, who are abroad and they have family members who are left behind, who are scared, who are worried, and they need what we can offer in the beauty industry. And we all know what that does to a family member to be able to come in and just perhaps be able to escape or at least to have some attention and some care and some love, uh, which we are so brilliant at in the beauty industry. Right now to kind of launch this program, this is quite an honor for me because I'm sitting here with my father, who is a World War II veteran. And I thought I would start off this issue and just kind of bring his perspective in uh, being in a foreign land, fighting for his country, while at the same time having a wife and having children here at home. And uh, just his experience and throughout this issue of Master's, You're going to learn more from people like Melissa Yamaguchi, who is the current president of the Salon Association. She is right now at a board meeting with other TSA members, and she's going to gather information from them about what salons are doing across the country to open their salon doors and again, to assist uh, the spouses, the family members of the troops who are left behind. So my father's name is Don Clabas. So dad, welcome to master's. Thank you. Dad, what what was your experience in World War II, if you can kind of fill us in as to where you served and what your experience was as somebody representing our country?
1: Well, I joined the Navy the day after I graduated from high school and uh, went through boot camp. And an interesting thing happened in boot camp. They wanted somebody with some drafting experience, and I had several years of it in high school, and so I volunteered. And after I finished the assignment that they had for me there, they wanted me to stay there in the uh, San Diego Navy base on a full-time basis. And my answer to that was that I didn't join the Navy for that.
0: You you didn't want to stay put?
1: No. I, uh, I joined the Navy because I wanted to be involved in the fighting part of it. And so I went to torpedo school uh, in Keyport, Washington, and while I was there, my girlfriend came up and we got married. My mom? Yep. (laughs) I was 18 and she was 16. Pretty young.
0: Just a little FYI, my parents are, in a couple of months, getting ready to celebrate 60 years of marriage.
1: Well, we were the only ones that thought it would work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's it like at 18 and 16 getting married while there's a conflict going on without support of family?
1: Well, Jean had the support of her mother, and she and I had talked it over, and I wasn't as willing and anxious to get married right then as she was. She said that she would rather have a little bit of marriage than none at all if I went overseas and got killed or something. So, So we got married and then I went overseas a couple months later and was assigned to a destroyer, the USS Hudson. That was kind of a shock to me. Because I had heard a lot about destroyers, about how dangerous they are, and how they're always in the forefront of any action. And uh, this was in October that I went on board. What year is this? 1943. And in November, we were involved in the invasion of Bougainville, which was in the Solomon Islands, just uh, 300 miles north of Guadalcanal, and that was the first engagement the ship had had. So I guess the rest of the sailors are about as scared as I was.
0: Wow, and um, so how long have you had been married when you were sent out?
1: Well, we got married in July, and I I left the States in September and then joined the ship in October.
0: Now, obviously our, our, our country and other countries have experienced war since then. What was the feeling in the country during that time about the support of troops that were abroad?
1: I'm not aware of any negative attitudes at that time. At least I never heard them expressed. Uh, everybody supported the war. Of course, we were attacked by Japan. uh, We didn't start the war, and it was purely defensive, and uh, Japan had made quite a bit of invasions and successes uh, throughout the Pacific, and so everybody anticipated that it would be a very long war, which it was. It ended in August of 1945,
0: during this entire time, how much time were you able to come home to see your wife, my mother?
1: The first time I was overseas was 14 months and the ship had so much damage to it that it couldn't be repaired in the dry docks overseas. So they had to send us home for the repairs we needed. And we were home a couple months and for the repairs and then I went overseas again for 12 months so one visit in that uh, 26 months that I was overseas
0: And when did children start to arrive?
1: Gene conceived during our first visit home and uh, I was in Alaska when our first child was born in August uh, just a couple of weeks after the war ended, and after that we went to Japan for well, eight weeks or so for duty in the northern part of Japan, uh, in escorting and in guarding and doing whatever else they wanted us to do as part of the occupation forces. We then went back to Alaska again and after a few weeks there we came home and I was released from the ship in Seattle and traveled home by train and was discharged uh, in Los Angeles in November of 1945.
0: And how old was your first child by the time you first got to see her?
1: She was three months old when I first saw her.
0: How difficult was it for you to be in a foreign land with so much uncertainty and danger and fear knowing that your wife and child were basically home alone without you?
1: There was never any doubt in my mind that I was going to make it. We had some really exciting experiences. We had a very narrow miss by a torpedo. We had battles with two submarines, and they were releasing mines as we were dropping depth charges.
0: This is what my father calls as
1: exciting. (laughs) (laughs) It was. (laughs) And, you know, most of us were still young. Okay. it wouldn't be exciting today
0: were you aware of any either during or perhaps mom told you later of support that mom was receiving at home from community from from the government from neighbors from family from whatever what kind of support was she receiving while you were gone and how important was it to you to know that she was receiving that support It was
1: very important. Her mother and sister, with whom she was living, supported her in every way. Uh, My parents supported her, even though they had been opposed to the marriage at first. Uh, They accepted it and were very supportive. And She received a lot of support from our church and from her friends, so I I wasn't really worried about how she was getting along, because I was sure that she was getting all the support she needed.
0: Obviously the purpose of this master's issue is to teach salons on how they can get active, on how they can do something, because I know that people just have a lot of fear and they watch the news and they think what can I do? Well, salons, we can do something. What would your advice be to hairdressers, to salon owners, to salon professionals, about supporting today the family of the troops who are serving our country and serving other countries?
1: Well, first, they had to be aware of them. What do you mean by that? Knowing who they are and where they live and such. I think if the salons can afford it, they might offer the services free uh, or at least at a discounted rate which would help the people to realize that they were receiving a service by people who really cared for them if they go in and pay a regular price they're just another customer I think that these services might be coordinated with other organizations such as veterans organizations or civic organizations or other businesses to add meaning to it, but not all of the the families of veterans even though the veterans are relatively safe or They have not been hit or injured or anything. Not all of the families react to the fact that their loved ones are overseas fighting a war the same. Some of them accept it. Some of them have good attitudes about it. Uh, Others are really broken up about it. I, I can remember some of our crew members whose families were not as acceptive as the others, and they would have problems. Some of them even had uh, problems between them and their wives because they were separated and because, I guess, because the wives were so worried about them. So we had to be aware of each of these on an individual basis and not Just blanket them all with the same kind of treatment. Hmm.
0: I think that's perfect just to be aware and to know that these families have made a sacrifice by sending their loved ones into a foreign land. Uh, This is just a small token of what salons can do to give back, and you feel like that would be something very, very valuable.
1: Absolutely, yes. Cool.
0: Actually, we're going to move on and interview some other people that are going to help us here but i have to say this makes me want to sit down and spend a couple of hours and do this and get this on tape so on behalf of my dad and our troops who are representing us and making the extreme sacrifice um, i think we're off to a good start thanks dad